Hello and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, October 11th, the second of four Wednesdays this month, three Wednesdays away from the first day of November with 81 days to go and what has become an incredible 2023. Prayer vigils and demonstrations spreading across cities in America last night as Israeli fighter jets struck hundreds of new targets in Gaza. We start this morning with a live look at Gaza City as we enter day five of the war in Israel. The country unleashing over 200 airstrikes in just over an hour overnight in the Gaza Strip as the Israeli military takes fire from north near the border with Lebanon. We will have live updates and team coverage from Israel throughout the morning. We want to check in now with Newsmax correspondent John Huddy, who's live in Israel with the very latest as you wake up on this Wednesday morning. John, good morning. We're, we're under attack. We're in South Ashkelon. There's numerous, there's a rocket barrage right now. Stand by. We got to go. We got we to gotta get the hell out of here. Okay. Yeah, we, we just came under an intense rocket attack. We're in the south part of Ashkelon. The IDF just pushed, told us to get out of here, that they're under attack, that Hamas is trying to infiltrate this region. Hold on. There's actually a live munition right behind me that may be, may be either the head of a rocket or, or a munition from an Apache, because there was a, a, a gunfight yesterday between Hamas infiltrators and uh, IDF forces. And now this area, we just had a really intense barrage of rockets along with Iron Dome intercepts. Okay, let's go, let's go. Let's go, 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 go. Bear with me, because we gotta get out of here. We gotta go fast. That is incredible from Newsmax reporter John Huddy, live on the ground in Gaza this morning, live on Wake Up America. Even with warnings from Israel, defense forces, and advice to leave, many innocent people there in Gaza couldn't get out. We're also seeing and learning more about the absolutely sick attacks these Hamas savages have inflicted on the people of Israel, which ignited the war to begin with. 1,200 dead Israelis, the overwhelming majority of them civilians, and more than 2,700 wounded, and sadly, Something tells me that these numbers are not the final numbers. That's Israel Defense Force spokesman Jonathan Conrakas. At least 14 Americans are confirmed to be among those killed, and an unknown number of Americans are being held hostage as well. We now know that American citizens are among those being held by Hamas. After hearing from Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, Secretary of State Antony Blinken, Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, the former Speaker of the House, the former President of the United States, and even the former Vice President, we finally heard from President Joe Biden, the current leader of the free world. So in this moment, we must be crystal clear. We stand with Israel. We stand with Israel. Like every nation in the world, Israel has the right to respond, indeed has a duty to respond to these vicious attacks. We also discussed how democracies like Israel and the United States are stronger and more secure when we act according to the rule of law. You can see Kamala Harris look thrilled to be there. I mean, this is still not a sentient leader of the free world. Like, no part of that just breeds strength to me. This is not a man that I want to follow into battle. His lack of leadership have, has caused this global instability. 
You know what a, a real president that's proud of greatness, you know how he sounds? And Iran knows that, and they've been put on notice. If you fuck around with us, if you do something bad to us, we are going to do things to you that have never been done before. This is what a president of the greatest country in the world sounds like. And facing a crisis like this, this is how I would expect a president to address the world, unlike Biden did. If I was president, I would say, hey, look, our ally has been attacked by a terrorist group. I will address that shortly, but they have also killed 14 Americans and 20 or more that we fear may have been taken hostage to the Palestinian Authority and the Hamas militants involved. You have one hour to release our citizens into the hands of Israeli forces. Our first carrier battle group is inbound, as well as thousands of U.S. Special Operation forces. Our mission is to retrieve American hostages. Anyone opposing this will be killed. Your buildings will be destroyed. Resistance is signing your own death warrant. Israeli uses its missiles to protect its children. Hamas uses its children to protect its missiles. Remove your militant headquarters from civilian hospitals, schools, religious establishments. This is your only warning. To Israel, if I was addressing them, you have our total support in any and all of the actions and retaliations against those who carried out this unprovoked attack. Please provide my Defense Department in a classified briefing with a list of your top 10 targets in which we can perform kinetic strikes to your aid. And to the United Nations, which America contributes over $12 billion a year to, get in there. American taxpayers expect you to apply aid valued at greater than our last 10 years of contributions. If you're not on the ground in 24 hours, we're cutting all your funding permanently. In New York headquarters, we're going to sell that one to the highest bidder. This is what a president who actually believes in America sounds like. We don't have that right now. And some of these people, well, they're worried about sparking a war. We're already at war. Russia is threatening nuclear warfare. Afghanistan is being run by the same terrorists who spent 20 years trying to kick out of there. Iraq has fallen back to the same nuts. The FBI just told people in New York City to, quote, remain vigilant under an elevated threat assessment. And Iran, the biggest state sponsor of terror, who we just gave $6 billion back to, just supported an attack against our closest ally in the region. That's former Navy SEAL and host of Frontline, Carl Higby, 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And we get more analysis from retired Marine Greg Kelly. He's very late. He's late. Two days went by. He didn't say anything really about this. He doesn't mention Iran today as he spoke about this. And, you know, the tone for one moment, I thought he was talking about MAGA, right? MAGA or January 6th. He has that same kind of way about him. The defeated former president of the United States watched it all happen as he sat in the comfort of the private dining room next to the Oval Office. While he was doing that, brave law enforcement officer subject to the medieval hell for three hours, dripping in blood, uh, surrounded you, by carnage. You know what I mean? I mean, this is, this is what he does. He thinks he does it well, talking about gruesome stuff. It's almost like he has some sort of fetish about this. Anyway, um, do you think this is going to stop anyone? He didn't specifically mention Iran today, but he did offer a vague warning to pretty much, I don't know, the world. Any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of this situation, I have one word. Don't. 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 Ooh. Why would not say Iran? Do not do it. Or else. You had to say something else. Or else. This, uh, this doesn't work. We know from your administration. Remember when Kamala Harris went down to uh, Central America with that <laughs> very similar word of advice? 
I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. Yeah, <laughs> that worked. So uh, don't, do not come. And Obama was really good with the false warnings too. Today I want to make it absolutely clear to Assad and those under his command, the world is watching. The use of chemical weapons is and would be totally unacceptable. And if you make the tragic mistake of using these weapons, there will be consequences and you will be held accountable. But there weren't, and they weren't. Uh, empty threats, empty warnings. That's what uh, Democrats do. And the result is, yeah, Hamas moving in and opening fire on Jews. That's Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports. Must watch Newsmax TV, 9 p.m. Eastern. And as he said, no mention of Iran at all from President Biden. Who okayed the release of the $6 billion in sanctioned money to be returned to Iran? Who is now threatening us? Yeah, Iran is threatening military or maybe terrorist action against the United States. More from Rob Schmidt tonight. Welcome back. As the world falls apart under Joe Biden's presidency, the administration is now rushing to send air defense and munitions to Israel. And you've got to wonder, is our country even capable of supporting two wars? Our emergency oil stockpiles are at historic lows as Biden attempts to mask the high gas prices he intentionally inflicted on our country. Try to figure that one out. Last year, the Pentagon admitted the U Ukraine war depleted our munition stockpiles to dangerously low levels. Now the Pentagon is warning Congress again it hardly has any money to replace weapons sent to Ukraine, even though we've sent a fortune to the Pentagon in recent years. The Pentagon forced to slow down the supply. Today, the U.S. ambassador to NATO insisted U.S. military aid to Israel won't come at Ukraine's expense. The question is, can we handle supplying two wars? And if we can, can we even think about protecting ourselves in case one comes our way? Lieutenant Colonel Alan West joins us tonight. Sir, it's good to have you on. Um, at, at some point, you get spread too thin. Um, I, I worry a lot about how vulnerable we are with, uh, with potentially two hot wars going on that we have to pay for. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's good to be with you, uh, Rob. We call that major regional contingencies. And right now, we don't have the capability and capacity to be able to support those two different major regional contingencies. And when you look at what is going on in, in Ukraine, and once again, it's a result of the weakness that has been shown by this administration. And I think that they're prioritizing resources there because of maybe some very questionable financial and business dealers in Ukraine. And we've lost the eye on the ball. But the thing is not so much the resources being stretched but when you look at the ideological focus and the strategic focus of our military, it's completely out of whack. It's really delusional. Joe Biden thinks the number one enemy and the global number one threat to the United States of America is climate change. And you just articulated how our uh, strategic petroleum reserve is down 60%, down to just 17 days. Yeah. But when you look at our military, we are not meeting our recruiting and retention levels. We have a new chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff 
uh, Charles Q. Brown, which is really a replication of Al Sharpton in a military uniform with stars on his shoulders. We're more so focused on uh, cultural Marxism and gender uh, dysphoria and things of this nature. So we're not recruiting, we're not retaining, we're not training, we're not ready to deploy, and we're not ready to fight and win. And I think that everyone knows that to include our enemies. That's retired Lieutenant Colonel Allen West on Rob Schmidt tonight, last night. And if you're not concerned about the state of America right now, what's happening around the world, you better wake up. The access of evil is rotating around us, as in U.S. Optically, we don't look strong right now. We have this very toxic ideology that's moving through this country that's dramatically weakening our, our sense of national pride and our military. Yes. Um, it, it'd be a great time for, you know, I, I would think if, if they're thinking logistically, China would look at this and say, this is a good time to make the move against Taiwan if they've been planning this for the last 20 years. No, you're absolutely right. The United States Army just uh, came out last week and announced that they were looking to cut 3,000 to 5,000 of our special operations forces, the Green Berets. Why would you want to do that? And again, when you look at the focus of our military, it's just not there in what it should be. And domestically, how interesting it is that we are spending more time uh, going after moms for liberty or pro-life individuals and groups rather than going out after these people that are supporting a terrorist organization. You know, today we heard, you know, President Biden come up and and say, don't uh, to anybody thinking of taking advantage of the situation happening with Israel right now. Um, You know, he he did his best to try and sound, uh, you know, I I guess uh, tough. Um, I, I want to play former President Trump in 2020 uh, addressing an Iranian missile attack that happened on our Iraq embassy. Nobody was mm-hmm. killed there, but this was right after the U.S. took out Qasem Soleimani. Here's Trump speaking mm-hmm. to the Iranians. We have sent a powerful message to terrorists. If you value your own life, you will not threaten the lives of our people. As we continue to evaluate options in response to Iranian aggression, the United States will immediately impose additional punishing economic sanctions on the Iranian regime. These powerful sanctions will remain until Iran changes its behavior. I mean, you you can't argue, sir. I mean, it's it's something to see how different the world is uh, between the last presidency and this one, how emboldened all of these actors are in this moment. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Think about when Donald Trump said that he was going to move the United States Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, and all of these militant Islamic groups, uh, the Palestinian Authority, Hamas, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad, were rallying their sabers and talking about how there would be blood in the streets, not a peep. It was completely silenced. Uh, Think about the mother of all bombs that was dropped uh, over in Afghanistan. Think about how we crushed ISIS, how we went after and killed uh, Soleimani, as well as al-Baghdadi. Uh, these are the type of things that people in that region understand. They understand brute force. And I think that that is what you're going to have to do with a non-state, non-belligerent uh, enemy on the battlefield. They're not protected by the Geneva Convention. These right. are terrorists. Right. And the fact that, as you articulated, beheading 40 babies, there's only one thing they deserve, and that's to die. Beheading babies, there's only one thing they deserve, and that's to die. That's Lieutenant Colonel Allen West on Rob Schmidt tonight. Bringing this back home now, new numbers from Newsmax show more than 6,000 people from Afghanistan have come across the U.S.-Mexico border between 2021 and now. More than 3,000 from Egypt, hundreds from Iran, hundreds from Syria, and mostly young men. We're not talking about families. We're not talking women and children. You know, the obvious question becomes, 
How long until there's an attack here in the United States of America? Let's discuss with the squad. Now, uh, Jesse Jane Duff, you spent 20 years in the United States Marine Corps, and uh, I know you've uh, uh, been dialed into this for a long time and you're very aware. What is going on in the United States of America? What's with this administration? The open borders, 151 people nabbed on the terror watch list, mm -hmm. people coming in from 160 some odd countries from all over the world, from the Middle East, from Central Asia, mm -hmm. from China. Uh, we're just standing here uh, in the middle of traffic with our hands in our pockets, aren't right. we? Right. And the people that are coming over and sneaking over that are basically on terrorist watch lists. We, have, we only have certain numbers on those. How many got through that we don't have, number one, number two? They're not friends of our country. And now this takes me to massive flashbacks to 9-11, that are we sleeping again? Are we getting comfortable again? Are we now sitting here where our U.S. military is going to have to pull up arms to defend our own borders at some point? Because what happened at 9-11 should have never, should not, we shouldn't even be remotely discussing all of this again. It shows a lack of activity or proactivity by this current administration to be so slack that they're we have a border where the enemy is coming within us. They are here, they're living among us, and now we have to wonder what is next. You confident that the Biden administration is uh, taking care of business and we're all uh, safe and sound? Don't worry I about mean, the kids. Again, you talk about the lids there uh, yesterday with the, the barbecue, uh, the band, live band playing, an early lid at the White House, an early lid today. You know, I remember working at the Trump White House as a reporter, and especially if there, was, there wasn't many lids called early, uh, especially if there was breaking news. You were there late. You knew it was going to be a long night. You knew there was going to be a press briefing where the president spoke directly to the press and answered questions. He wasn't out there for three minutes, only to not take any questions uh, from the media. Uh, so it is very concerning. But one of the first things, of course, you know, you thought of as I was watching this news unfold over the weekend is, again, the southern border. Um, the numbers that I have include the northern border. And we've seen 268 on the terror watch list under Biden, uh, 14 in the four years under Trump. So this is very concerning uh, when you see that people that can come through these borders into the United States commit crimes here, multiple crimes, still be released back out of the streets, not deported. It makes you wonder, again, who's coming in that we don't know about uh, and what are they planning. It's pretty scary stuff. That's Jen Pellegrino on the Right Squad last night. Catch host Chris Plant and the Right Squad 10 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As a radio host and news reporter, I spent many years waking up in the middle of the night to go to work. I went from going to bed at 2, 3 a.m. to having to wake up at 2 or 3 a.m. And a lot of times, I would try and trick myself or my brain that I could sleep for 2 or 3 hours and everything's going to be okay. I could stay up to midnight for the end of a movie or a game and everything would be fine, right? I could go out with my friends and drink no less and everything was going to be okay. I'm sure you've experienced something like this at some point in your life, right? When you knew what you should do, you knew what the right thing to do was, but you just couldn't do it. Like your brain keeps getting in the way. Or when you try to go to sleep, but your mind just keeps on working because there's so much stuff up there, right? There's just so much to deal with. Whatever you may be dealing with, or maybe you don't want to deal with it, or you can't deal with it. If you're thinking about therapy, you may want to give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, which makes it super convenient. All you do is fill out a short questionnaire, and you get matched up with a licensed therapist therapist that's right for you. So stop doing whatever it is that you know you shouldn't be doing. Make your brain your friend with better help. 
Visit BetterHelp.com Newsmax today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Newsmax. And shifting gears a bit now, Carrie Lake weighed in on the balance with Eric Bowling and also had an announcement of her own. Carrie, good to have you on. You must be very excited. Uh, did I did I blow the surprise? <laughs> did I blow the surprise? What's going on? It there? might it might be the worst kept secret in America, but uh, no, you didn't blow the surprise. Um, in about an hour, I will be taking the stage to make a very big announcement about not really just my future, but the future of Arizona. We are in a world of hurt. You don't need to turn the news on and listen very long to understand that things are spiraling out of control. We have an opportunity, Eric, to pick up a U.S. Senate seat, take it away from a radical who has voted with Joe Biden almost 100 percent of the time, who's voted against funding a border wall, who's voted for giving asylum to people coming over illegally. And and the people of Arizona can't take it anymore. And so I'm going to be making a big announcement here in about an hour. We've got some big surprises at our rally tonight, including um, something very special that's going to be happening. And so hopefully people will go to carrylake.com and and watch it. I I think you guys might even be uh, dropping in to see a little bit of it as well. We're looking forward to it. So nearly a year after losing the bid for governor, the Trump ally and former TV reporter is gearing up for a three-way race now against Senator Kirsten Sinema, who left the Democratic Party to become an independent, and Congressman Ruben Gallego, the likely Democratic nominee. In other news, did you see this? U.S. Olympic legend Mary Lou Retton, currently in ICU, battling a very rare form of pneumonia. This, according to her family, a statement says she's clinging to life. She cannot breathe on her own, and she has been in intensive care for over a week. This is terrible and sad news. They also say she doesn't have insurance, and with all due respect... How does someone in the United States with any means at all and with four grown children not have some kind of insurance? But that is something to be keeping an eye on for sure. And everyone is keeping a close eye on Wall Street where the markets had a nice bounce back yesterday and surprisingly opened in the green today as traders and investors weigh this morning's producer price index, which showed inflation at the wholesale level increasing a half a percent for September against the Dow Jones estimate of three-tenths of a percent. Excluding food and energy, the core PPI was up three-tenths of a percent versus the forecast of two-tenths of a percent. The PPI, the producer price index, is one of two reports on inflation this week. The Consumer Price Index, the CPI, that'll be out tomorrow. And be sure to keep up with all the news on Newsmax, which is available on most major cable systems like AT&T, Comcast, Mediacom, Spectrum, Verizon, Fios, and many others. It's also available on streaming platforms like Apple TV, Roku, Pluto, and more. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.